Welcome to Female Inner Power, the podcast for women who don't want to choose between work success and life happiness. I'm your host, Nomi Melkyonatan, leadership coach and courage catalyst. Each week, I will share a refreshingly honest conversation about how to trust your intuition, lead from female power in male-dominated spaces, and inspire you to be a more confident force for good in the world. Are you ready? Welcome, welcome to another episode of Female Inner Power. Between 2019 and 2023, I published 59 episodes on a podcast called Leadership Behind the Scenes. There are so many valuable episodes in there, tons of practical coaching insights, leadership, helpful tools. I packed that podcast full of things that were going on for my clients and I still get thank yous today. I have lots of listeners that are still listening to the old podcast episodes. So I decided to take some of my favorite episodes from Leadership Behind the Scenes and publish them right here on Female Inner Power Podcast. And so from time to time, you will hear some of the older episodes pop up here. And today is one of those days. So I hope you will enjoy this Leadership Behind the Scenes episode. If I do refer to any products or the age of my kids or anything like that, that obviously might be out of date. As as I said, the earliest episodes were published already in 2019. But the advice, the content, the wisdom, the inspiration, everything that's in there, that is still 100% valuable. It is still advice and input that I share in my one-to-one coaching sessions. And of course, the Female Inner Power Club is going from strength to strength. So if you were interested in that, go to nominatan.com forward slash everything. You can find everything about the Female Inner Power Club, about my one-to-one coaching and anything else that might appeal to you. So let's get to the episode. Today's topic, as you judge your parents, so your personal powers suffer. And this might be the one that you think, I'm going to skip over this one. But the more you want to skip over it, the more you probably need to listen to it. And it doesn't have to be as intense as you think. In fact, the result of listening to this episode might be incredibly liberating when I do this work with clients, when I do freeing them up from the judgments they hold around their parents. Tremendous amounts of energy is freed up and they get taken more seriously as leaders. They have increased power and new opportunities come to them in ways they couldn't imagine because it so holds us back to judge our parents. And let's get this clear. You don't have to hang out with your mom or dad after this. If you don't want to, you don't have to do years of therapy. It's actually easier than you think if you are willing to do the inner shift. So let's take a breath and dive in. I talk a lot about the links between 
what happened in your childhood, in the family you were born into, in the heritage and culture you were born up with, and in your relationship with your parents. Because even though I'm an executive coach and a leadership consultant, what happened in your parental dynamics and in your childhood and in your heritage significantly influences everything and anything that is possible for you as a leader and as a business owner. And whenever I do work in that realm and I'm qualified to dig into those kind of dynamics by being trained in something called family constellations, whenever I dig in in this, this is what has the most transformational impact. So I'm going to tell you about the five things the five reasons why if you are judging your parents, it is impacting your leadership and your ability to lead. And I'm going to give you some examples along the way. And I know that you might want to switch off and not listen to this episode because in a way, if you did have difficulty with your parents and if you are judging them harshly or not so harshly but you're just judging them probably it would be nicer not to think about it at all and I encourage you to stay with me for this episode because this kind of stuff can really transform things and often clients say it's like the problem goes away and and that sort of minimizes the importance of what we're doing here. But it does really shift things in a way that getting a tip or trick to sort of how am I going to speak more eloquently, how am I going to present myself better or more assertively could never do for you. So let's talk about these five reasons. The first reason why how you judge your parents, how that influences you is in a way it cuts off, it cuts you off from what I would call life force. If you imagine yourself as a tree, your roots are your parents, your grandparents, your heritage, it's where you come from. That's why we often We do the family tree, right? We think of ourselves as coming from a tree. And uh, often there, the branches are our family, the people that came before us, and we are the trunk. But it would be more appropriate to make us the trunk and those that came before us the roots, because that's more how it works. And then the branches becomes our children and children's children. And so if you go, ah, My dad, my mom, my parents, the way they were, I don't want anything to do with that. They just did so much wrong and I don't want to be like them. So I'm going to cut myself off from them. In a way, you're cutting off your roots. And I get it. You don't want to be like them. You might not want to do anything like them. But as you cut yourself off, from them, you miss out on life force. It's like cutting off your roots or like an iPhone that can't plug into its electricity source. And the important thing is not to be like them, but to just acknowledge this is where I come from. For better and for worse, even if worse feels much larger than better, that's where I come from. If you can acknowledge it, you can say yes to life 
and therefore have your life force. If not, it's very exhausting. It's very hard to be a tree that's standing up without roots. And this is one of my hypothesis for why we are so struggling with burnout, besides some overworking, which we definitely do do, we also cut ourselves off from where we come from. And then in that process, we become too important. You're one in the line of many. That's part of what being a human being is about. It's about being one in the line of many. And as you put yourself in that line, you get access to human life force. The second thing that happens is when you judge your parents, you're in a way turning towards the past. You go, hey, parents, you shouldn't have been like that. You shouldn't have done this. And I'm not saying that they should have done what they did because I am sure that your parents, and if not your parents, definitely many, many parents did a lot of wrong. And there's so much we wish they wouldn't have done. But when you are spending time judging them, you're looking towards what's already happened. And so it is like you're standing with your back to the future. Because you're looking towards the past and what's already happening. And you see how that makes you less powerful in relation to what you can do in the now and how you can move towards the future. Because your back is there. Your eyes are on what's already happening. The other thing that happens, number three, is you're kind of out of whack with the order of life. Because if you're turning yourself towards the past, the order is messed up. Your parents gave life to you and you might be happy about it or not happy about it but they did that's why you're here and so when you turn towards them you can't really look towards the next generation and it doesn't really matter whether you have children or not but you're sort of making it confusing who came first who's looking at who it's very confusing which brings me to number four which is in a way it makes you too big for your shoes it makes us weirdly inflated. And what do I mean by that? Well, when you're judging your parents, you go, I know better than you. In fact, I am. I am better than you. And when we say we're better than someone, it's kind of like we're bigger than them. I know more. I'm better. I would never have done what you did. And it might be how you feel, but you did not have their experience. You did not have their exact childhood. And so when we go, hey, I know better, I would do better, I am better, we become bigger than our parents. Part of the parental relationship is that in a way they're bigger than us. They came first and then we came later. It's just facts. We can't change that. That's how it works. And so when we go, hey, I'm better, we are messing with the order of that. This might seem slightly weird and, and maybe even complicated, but it's like teaching, it's like teaching your parents or trying to raise them or scold them or tell them off. And so in that sense, we become our parents' parents or our parents' judges. And that is not who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be our parents' children. We might be unhappy about it and we might go, if I had had a choice, I would have chosen different parents. But 
it just is a fact. So we are their children. We're not supposed to be their judges. And that brings me to the last point where it's about proving that we're good enough all the time. Because here's the thing. If you're judging your parents harshly, you're kind of saying they weren't good enough. They that's not good raw material and unconsciously deep down there will be a fear in you around what if I'm just like them or even part like them because I am made of faulty material if they are like that and that's not good enough then I'm made of that material and what does that make me have to keep working hard to prove that I'm good enough and I'll probably keep worrying deep down that maybe I'm not good enough. And it's exhausting trying to prove that you're different from your parents. So what helps here? What helps? Well, let's talk about this for a moment and let's talk about this client of mine, let's call him Fred, who was a a business owner and he found that people didn't take him seriously enough and he didn't really get the opportunities he wanted and he always felt like he couldn't quite hold his power and his authority in a way that was helpful to him. And when we worked on his judgments around his dad, and they were many, and it was easier to work on on this, in fact, because his father had just died. And I find very often people that have parents that have already passed away, well, they find this work easier than people that have parents that are alive because they go, do I have to talk to my parents? Do I have to speak differently to them? Will I have to see them more? And the truth is, I... I don't care whether you ever speak to your parents again or how you deal with it. But what I do know is that while you're judging them so very harshly, it doesn't serve you. You're not looking towards the future and you're missing out of the power that you can have because you're trying to be bigger than you are and because you're trying to judge someone you're not supposed to judge and because you're cutting off from light force. So when we did this piece of work with my client Fred around how he was judging his father, what I did was I dug in to the little snippets of information he had about his father's childhood. And we don't know what it was like to be his father and we couldn't even check it out because his father is no longer alive. But it gave my client Fred a little bit of compassion because he saw that maybe his father wasn't just a bad person. Maybe something had happened in his childhood that made him who he was. And he knew a teeny tiny bit about his great-grandfather and he could see that his grandfather probably hadn't had the easiest time. And with the snippets of information and then knowing the years they were born and thinking about the different wars that had been happening in the UK, then it was easy to see that his father, his grandfather and so on, they had all suffered from the generation before them. And this client, this particular client, Fred, doesn't have any children and had been very deliberate uh, about not having children. And so as we did this kind of work, um, the, the key thing that really shifted it was saying you 
you are the right father for me and I know his father's no longer alive and if your parents are alive you're not saying it to them it's not like you're gonna phone them up and go hey you're the right father for me you're the right mother for me although you could if you wanted to but that's not what I would advocate the my my um, suggestion is that you do this just imagining them closing your eyes and imagining them so it's to their energy, to their essence, rather than to the actual person. That's the level that is needed for shifting things. You can do that to the actual person, but we don't have to do that to shift things. And so when he went, I have judged you and I have judged you harshly. And I do not know what it was like to be you. And I now realize that I am no better and I am no worse And you are my father, and I am your son, and you are the right father for me. And that's all. It shifted things, and it released things. Because what he is doing by doing that is just acknowledging what is. It is just the facts. When we judge and we go, that wasn't good enough, we are saying, I'm not okay with things as they were. I want things to be different. It should have been different. And when we're saying it should have been different, as I said, we're turning towards the past. We're not looking towards the future. We're not in the present moment. We're still upset about the past. And the best definition I've ever heard of forgiveness, and I can't remember who said it, but it's this. Forgiveness is giving up the hope that it could have been any different. So we're not saying that it's okay whatever your parents did to you and whatever Fred's dad did to Fred because it wasn't okay. And it's not something that we would like any other parent do to anyone else. But we are saying stuff happened before him, in the generations before him, and it is what it is and it happened. And Fred was saying, yes. I am a great person and I am who I am. I am who I am because of everything my father was. And in a later session, actually it was a year later, Fred came back and we did another session and there was a sentence that stuck with him and it was, Dear Dad, I'm a good man because of you. Because of you. I am a good man. And it wasn't in that his dad role modeling it, but everything he had experienced made him very conscious about how he was showing up. So already after the first session Fred and I did around his dad, something magical happened because suddenly these clients that he'd been working with wanted more from him wanted to pay him differently. Clients that were difficult sort of seemed to just go away. And in the period since I worked with Fred, you know, since that first session and before this this uh, second round of coaching that we've recently had, he's he's gotten some incredible offers. I mean, I can't say what it is because it would be inappropriate and identify him. But basically, he has now got a very prestigious role in a public institution that is the kind of work that he couldn't even have dreamed was possible for him. And what's happening, the best way I can explain it is as he's no longer 
spending all this energy. He was plus 50 by the time he had his first session with me. As he's no longer spending all this energy on being upset with the childhood he had and the father he had. And he was doing this mostly unconsciously, obviously. This wasn't something he was working on thinking consciously every day, but that was in his energy. As that is freed up and he goes, you know, I'm made of some strong material. I'm made of something useful. And there's a lot of good that has come from everything that I have experienced. Then people can see his power. People can see his strength. And he is now able to be rewarded for what he can contribute with. And if you're sitting here thinking, wow, I probably judged my parents so harshly. And I'm sure there's something in here for me, but I have no idea how to begin. My suggestion is just have a little experiment. Close your eyes. See your mom or your dad or both parents and just try out this sentence. You are the right mother for me, or you are the right father for me. And just see whether it's something you can say, whether it feels too difficult to say, whether it feels like it releases something, or whether it feels like that opens up a whole can of worms. That will tell you something about the work that is the next step for you in terms of your own development, if you really want to go there and strengthen your leadership and free up energy that you might be wasting judging your parents. If this is work you want help with, and you're interested in working with me, do get in touch. And there are other people, there are other family constellation practitioners. There are also coaches and therapists that would be able to do this work with you. So if you need recommendations, uh, ask around. I'm happy to give you recommendations for other people. And there are plenty of people that can really help you dive deep into this work. So find the right helper for you and do this work. It really shifts things and frees you up. Like, well, go experience it and then you'll know. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so that you get notified every time there's a new episode. And I would so love it if you would write a quick review as that really helps others to find and trust the podcast. You can do that at lovethepodcast.com forward slash FIP. And remember, no matter what's going on around you, it only takes a single breath to start grounding back into your power. So let's take a breath. Feel your power and go spread the magic. <laughs>